Just how dangerous is it to be a young man in the Chicago neighborhoods with the highest concentration of shootings? More dangerous than a war zone. That's according to new research that shows that 18 to 29-year-old men who live in the 60624 zip code on the west side, that they're dying at a higher rate than U.S. troops were when they were serving in Iraq and Afghanistan. Researchers say the startling stats show that there's a much greater need for trauma-related health care in areas with high violence. Joining us now to discuss is Chicago Sun-Times crime reporter Frank Maine. Hey, Frank. Hi, thanks for having me. And one of the researchers, Brandon Del Pozo of Brown University. He is also a former police officer. Welcome to Reset, Brandon. Hey, thanks for having me, too. It's great to be here. I'll start with you, Brandon. What led you to this area of research? So I work in public health and medicine. I do addiction and overdose research primarily, but I did serve for 23 years as a police officer, 19 in the New York City Police Department. And I was watching the um, number one, the historic increase in gun violence over the last few years, but also two sides to a debate. Some people saying all these big cities are war zones, um, they're poorly run, they're too dangerous. And then on the other side, a lot of people saying this is an exaggeration, it's not as bad as the 90s or the 70s, it's sort of fine. And we really wanted to see where the danger resided and who was facing it and sort of put a more accurate uh, number to what was going on out there in places like Chicago. So what did you end up finding? Well, we figured that, you know, the paradigmatic risk experience in people's lives is war, you know, in our civic life. It's, it's, that's why we call things a war zone. It's the paradigm. And so when we compared the risk of, of dying from gun violence in the worst neighborhoods, meaning the most violent neighborhoods in Chicago, when we compared that to the Iraq war, the Afghanistan war, even to the most heavily engaged, one of the most heavily engaged combat brigades of the Iraq war, it was consistently riskier for young men to be living in these neighborhoods in Chicago than the risks they would have faced if they fought in the wars. Who are we talking about here? Who's most affected? So it's it's in the 10% most dangerous zip codes in, in uh, Chicago, as well as Philly, for example, uh, military-age men. We thought that was an apt comparison to you. We're not talking about, you know, grandmothers or, you know, uh, women in their 40s. We're talking about the, the military-age men, the type of men who might enlist. And and in, in that case, for example, in Garfield Park, it is uh, almost four times as risky to, uh, in terms of facing a violent death, to live there than it would have been to fight in Afghanistan, which is the, uh, the, the, the more violent of the two wars, in fact. Frank, I'll bring you in here, because uh, i, I got to admit, I'm this is was very difficult for me to read. It was very disheartening. So can you just make this make sense for us? What do these findings mean for Chicago? Uh, I think that there's some fatigue uh, involving news stories about violence in Chicago. I mean, this is a regular drumbeat that right. we have had for years and years. So the first thing I thought was significant about this study is it kind of brings it home in a different way. It, it describes how bad it really is in some neighborhoods. I think it's important to know that um, with um, with black um, populations moving out of some of the most dangerous neighborhoods, um, it's been shown there's a quote-unquote safety gap, which means that um, things are even more violent per capita in some neighborhoods like 60624 than they were, um, say, in the 70s or the early 90s when 
you know, things are really out of control in Chicago. So that's the first thing. Um, I mean, I think the, I think I'm always looking for a way to show people that number one, there is a problem and that it needs to be addressed. And so, this study did both things. Um, I will tell you that in talking to the to young people who've actually been shot in that neighborhood and others, there's very little um, trauma. Um, uh, treatment that they can they can go to, especially free treatment. And so, this study kind of highlights a really big problem in Chicago, which is that we need a lot more um, psychological and other kind of healthcare treatment for people who get shot and for people who um, are in you know this kind of ripple effect of people who know people who know people who are shot. Mm-hmm. And just help situate us a little there, Frank. Which neighborhoods are we looking at specifically here? So the the number one neighborhood that this study looked at is um, is Garfield Park and some areas around it. I mean, essentially, it's the uh, Harrison Police District on the west side. So um, think of Roosevelt Road to the south, um, Chicago Avenue to the north, Cicero to the west, and Holman to the uh, east. And so it's like a, a big square with uh, Garfield Park in the center of it. Okay. Brandon, how is Chicago comparing to other U.S. cities? Yeah, um, so, I mean, first of all, I, in about two or three years ago, I actually went out on patrol with some of the officers in the 11th District, and it felt to me like um, like the height of Brooklyn in the 90s when I was a young patrol officer, meaning that the palpable tension, the violence. Um, but taking a step back and looking at the comparison today, we looked at the four biggest cities we could get public data for. So that was New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, and Los Angeles. Those were the data sets we used for this exploratory study. Chicago fared the worst, to be honest. Um, it had the worst risk ratio compared to war, um, more so than any other city. Philadelphia was the second worst. It was about twice as risky to live in the worst areas of Philadelphia in terms of violence. But L.A. and New York were nowhere near as risky as war. Even the, the even the most um, violent neighborhoods um, just did not compare to war. So this is not some intractable feature of all cities. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. How does violence in Chicago compare to other U.S. cities and to risks faced by troops in war zones? We're breaking that down with Brandon Del Pozo, who's from Brown University, as well as Frank Maine from the Chicago Sun-Times. So, Brandon, sticking with you for, for another moment here, any sense of what accounts for this disparity in violence? You know, it's 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 hard to say. I, I, I want to add one thing since I'm on the radio here. Our study was conservative in the sense that it looked at a tour of duty in, at war, which is about a year, and compared it to the risks faced over the course of a year, comparing apples to apples in Chicago. In reality, soldiers might only experience this risk for a year, but these young men that we studied experience that risk year after year after year, and it accumulates. Um, in any given year, there's about a 6% risk of a military-age male being shot in, uh, in these zip codes, um, and that is every year adding up. So where does it come from? Listen, if, if I knew, I'd, I'd be on the phone with uh, with Mayor Lightfoot, but it's an it's a intersection of things. It's It's... Poverty, lack of opportunity, and I, I will say, as a police officer and a researcher, access to guns and having a very easy-to-purchase gun market right outside the city uh, does not help in the least. And 
just just so I fully understand, I mean, why the initial comparison to war zones anyway? Is it just, as you mentioned earlier, just because of anecdotes that you would hear from folks? Well, I mean, you know, long before I, I took up this research, people would call Chicago Chirac. I remember hearing that uh, time and time again, likening it to Iraq. So there's that. There's Is that a trope? Right. There are people who criticize the city wrongly, saying it's all a war zone. There are people who say this is a gross exaggeration. And I think that every person understands two things, or they think they do understand two things. One, that war is tremendously risky. It's the paradigmatic risk experience for a U.S. citizen. And two, that war has consequences that go well beyond war. War causes trauma. It causes PTSD. Veterans have an elevated rate of homelessness, of substance use, divorce, alcoholism. And if that's the risk that soldiers face in a deployment to war, is it any wonder that we have these lifetime adverse health outcomes when a community of young men is exposed to war-like risks year after year? Frank, you, you mentioned earlier... Frank, you talked earlier about the, the greater need here for trauma-related health care in, in these neighborhoods. You also recently reported findings that guns in Chicago, they, they've got a shorter, quote, time to crime than guns in other cities. What does that mean exactly? What that means is um, when I go to buy a gun at a uh, gun store, um, uh, the um, ATF, the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, which kind of regulates uh, guns or at least um, polices them, um, will um, trace guns that are found in crimes, and they'll calculate the time that, it, that from the time it was purchased to the time that it was found in a crime. So they say that the shorter the time to crime is, the more likely that your uh, community has a gun trafficking problem. In other words, the turnover in guns is really quick in Chicago compared with other cities like Los Angeles and New York. So uh, along the same measures of violence, we're also having problems with um, with gun trafficking. So mm-hmm. uh, Brandon just talked about how they go hand-in-hand, hand, and, um, you know, that's a, it's a big – it's one of the big issues now in the mayor, mayoral election. I mean, how do we deal with um, gun trafficking and gun crimes? Mm-hmm. And, Brandon, we, we've talked so far about what you found here in your, your research, but how do you want to see your findings used? I think there's there's two things that I hope come of the findings. One is just to stop these broad brush characterizations of violence in our cities. Um, you know, again, I said it a few times, but there's some folks, I see it online all the time and in the media. Chicago is a war zone. I mean, I've been to Chicago so many times. I love that city. It does not feel like a war zone. That is a gross exaggeration. But to say that everything's fine and that our concerns are are paranoia, that it's not like the 70s and 90s is 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 also wrong. We need to give the the risk it's due. And there is a generation of young men at acute risk right now in Chicago. It's not a citywide problem, but it's a real pressing problem for a generation of young men in uh, in and around the 11th district, right? And then and then second and briefly, I, I would love to see more support for the survivors of gun violence and the people exposed to it in terms of trauma and PTSD. You know, just no wonder people's employment prospects are diminished, their health is diminished. It's because they've been around essentially a war zone for their young adult life. That that needs to be taken into account when we bring resources into these communities. And Frank, as we mentioned a moment ago, the, the mayoral election, that's coming up. And, and crime is, of course, 
that's been a huge issue for Chicago voters. We've been hearing that a lot here on WBEZ. What do Chicagoans want to see? Um, in a nutshell, hope. Um, they, they, they want hope that things will change. And um, change, as we know, uh, drives po- politics, the, um, the promise of change. I, I'll, I'll kind of go to a conversation that I had with uh, Brandon about New York. I had visited uh, New York in 2003 to kind of look at the similarities and differences between Chicago and New York. And I went to a place called uh, Bedford-Stuyvesant, Bed-Stuy. And at that time, it was a really dangerous place, almost like some of these neighborhoods we're talking about in Chicago now. And um, Brennan and I were kind of joking that on my recent trip to Chicago, to uh, New York, I mean, it was more like a Wicker Park or a Logan Square than what I remembered it. I mean, so I guess what I'm saying is these things don't always have to be this way. I mean, things can change. And I think um, right now part of this uh, mayoral election is a referendum on hope and whether somebody can bring about the change to kind of turn this around. Mm -hmm. We'll leave it there. Frank Maines, a Chicago Sun-Times reporter, and Brandon Del Pozo is a Brown University researcher. Thank you both. Thank you.